So there is a ball coming up organised by Youth 2000. They're a, they run youth ministry uh, in the country here. And uh, some of our young people are, inter- are interested in going, namely many of our girls. And this causes an awful lot of excitement because it's an excuse to go shopping, which is the just sounds like hell to me really but uh, shopping and shopping online these days means that from the comfort of your own home the comfort of your own sofa you can be shopping in France or Italy or Germany or wherever you want and China usually and have it posted here uh, just in time for the ball so yes you shall go to the ball and there's all sorts of discussion about what dresses work and what dresses don't work and what dresses work with what shoes and what shoes work with what handbag and what handbag works with what hair, earrings, necklace and the colour palette chosen by the ball for that evening. So it's all very complicated and requires lots and lots of discussion into the wee hours of the morning about dresses and such things which I have zero interest in. Uh, But I find it fascinating to watch to watch all this discussion and uh, of course like my my practical man question is have have you not already got a dress they go yeah but like you have to have like do you know a new dress why because it's a ball so I mean were any of the people at the last dance you were at will they be at this dance as well like will they recognise that it was the same dress well no so why can't you wear the same dress? Because it's not the same people. So and even if it was the same people, would they actually remember what dress you... I, I, think, I don't think they would remember what dress you were wearing. So does it really matter? Yeah, of course it matters. And it's a big thing that it has to be a new dress for a new ball. Uh, it's very interesting because this is our, our gospel today speaks about something which, again, is a bit unfamiliar to most of us because we tend not to repair clothes. No, we dump them. Uh, so... The, the gospel speaks, it uses two analogies that, again, aren't maybe too familiar to us. No one sews a piece of unshrunken cloth on an old cloak. Firstly, we don't wear cloaks. Secondly, I presume that they're made of wool. That's why the, the wool shrinks. I do know that because I washed my woolly jumper at 90 degrees uh, once and then it was only fit for Scooby. It was about yay big afterwards. So I do know that woolen clothes shrink. So more than likely, if you have a, a woolly cloak and you have you want to stitch on new you can't just stitch on new wool because that'll shrink and it'll pull it all and make it all wrinkly and then everybody would laugh at you apparently uh so you have to shrink it first i don't know shrink sew a little patch of with with wool and wash it and then after it's been washed put it on and then it won't shrink and then it'll all look fine and then you can go to the ball in your uh, uh, cloak your fixed cloak and no one no one uh, pours new wine into old wineskins. Again, something we don't do. Uh, we don't pour uh, wine into, into dried-out sheepskin. Uh, if he does, the wine will burst the skins and all is lost. Okay. What is the Lord talking about here? What is the Lord... What's he trying to communicate? See, this is obviously language of the people of the time. This is what people would have understood. These were very common, ordinary, everyday things, occurrences, for the people of the time. So what's the Lord saying? The Lord here is, is making the point that as when he is with us, so when we follow the Lord, things change. 
When we follow the Lord, things have to change. Things must change. We can't be the same before a conversion, meet the Lord, and after the conversion. We can't be the same. If, if the Lord has no effect on our lives, we've done something wrong. Or we were saints beforehand, which is kind of unlikely. So when, when, when we follow the Lord, then things must change. And interestingly, he chooses two uh, images, two analogies here. One for the interior life and one for the exterior life. So the cloak's on the surface. It's what you see. If we follow the Lord, then the way we behave must be different. It must be different. Now, not, not different for the sake of being different, but it will be different from the world. I mean, the way we vote, the kind of issues that we have, the fact that we, we think in, in terms of you know, pro-life, things that we term, the fact that we think in terms of pro-family, the fact that, that we look for you know, religious freedom. These, these things are important to us. So we're going to vote differently. We think differently. The way we speak, we tend to curse a lot less. Hopefully not at all. Uh, we, and we never take the Lord's name in vain. That one, that one that's, that's a different category. So that's a little side note there as well. But like saying a couple of swear words and saying the Lord's name in vain are two very different things. Saying swear words are culturally rude. Don't do it. Uh, but taking the Lord's name in vain, in vain is blasphemy. Don't do that. That's a, that's a huge no-no in comparison to a couple of swear words. They're not the end of the world. Don't do them, though. Uh, but they're no big deal. Don't, I'm not, not an encouragement, but then it's not a big deal. I mean, it isn't. <laughs> There's other words for poop. I mean, okay, it happens. Um, but taking the Lord's name in vain, that's, that's, that's blasphemy. Very, very, very different thing. So, so we speak differently. Why? Because of the Lord. We speak differently. We, the way we react, hopefully, is differently. The way we, we think, the way we dress. Again, it doesn't change a whole pile for lads. For girls, it changes an awful lot. Uh, that ball gowns will be full length with a 16-foot train and are up to here. Okay? Is that okay? I'll be checking later. Uh, so so this, the, the way we dress is different. Uh, the way we act, the way we, the way we drink. The, the, even the way we eat everything, the, the way we use money is differently, is different. We won't, don't lavishly, ridiculously, grossly waste money because it's, it's a resource. It's a precious resource given to us that we can choose to use, yes, for the building up of our family. And then if we have extra, we can help people. But, you know, so everything we do exteriorly is affected by the fact that we follow Christ. But now interiorly, interiorly there's a whole universe going on inside each person. You don't see very much on the surface of what's happening inside a person. If you're careful and attentive and observant, you can pick up a lot of things, but we don't know exactly what's going on inside any person's mind or heart. What they're carrying, what they're suffering, what they're rejoicing about. We don't know. You're in, we, have, we have a family here who's rejoicing at the birth of a new niece, grandchild, uh, which is great, you know, but you wouldn't know to look at you. Uh, and then not that you don't look happy, but like I mean, we couldn't, we wouldn't know that's the reason. Um, so you don't know what's going on inside a person. So every person or any person can be can be carrying all sorts of difficulties. Do you know? And it's like a thing when we were children at school. Did you ever think that your teacher, Miss Ryan, might have been struggling in any way? Did you ever think that maybe Miss Ryan had, her, or maybe her father had just died? And a week later, she's back in school teaching, and she was out last week, and you didn't know why. Miss, 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 I can't find my crayon. And, you know, you just, you didn't know. You kind of have to get on with your life as a child, but you'd know 
maybe even interest in, in what was going on with Miss Ryan. But every day she'd turn up for work and be positive and be affirming and help the little children entrusted to her care. We don't know what's going on in another person. So our faith is supposed to change our interior life. That's the wine being poured in. It's supposed to change us from within. We, you, you, can't, you can't stay the same. You know, you meet the Lord, you know the Lord, you hear his voice, you, you, we wish, we want to, we hope to follow his direction and his inspiration. But that's going to change us from within. So maybe before our conversion, when someone hurt us or rejected us or whatever it was, we might have reacted in a certain way. We might have reacted with anger. We might have reacted turning in on ourselves. We might have reacted maybe even punishing ourselves. We might have reacted with, with an addiction, with a distraction. But now that we have the faith, we, we're called to do something very different. When something bad happens, we're called to run like a child to our Father and say, Lord, help me. Help me. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to fix this. I don't have a way out. Help me. So we turn to him in our difficulty and adversity or sadness, loneliness, rejection, bereavement, whatever it may be. We turn to him so that, that way all these things, all these difficult, sad things in our lives actually are, are, are allowed by God that we turn our hearts, that we have opportunities to learn to turn to him. So then we're, we're changed from within. So our exterior life is a cloak. You can't just put on, it's an awful expression we have in Ireland, a bit of religion. Actually, the bit of religion is great. The bit of religion, a bit, a, a, just a bit of religion, is it? Not too much, though. Just like a little seasoning of religion. But heaven forbid you'd exaggerate. You know, so uh, the bit of prayer. Actually, the old bit of prayer. Um, we don't seem to want to ever go wholeheartedly into this prayer, religion, spirituality. We have to narrow that one down. Christianity, Catholicism, following Jesus. To do that wholeheartedly. And, and as I say, you will, you will notice, we should notice, if there is no difference, and this, is, this has happened in our culture, if there's no difference between Catholics and non-Catholics, then we're doing something wrong. And this even was noticed in, or these trends are being noticed in Ireland now also politically when it comes to pro-life issues or even contraception, abortion, those kind of things. Are those rates any different in a Catholic country as opposed to a non-Catholic country? Unfortunately, we're not noticing the stats that we should be. We're supposed to be different. And again, we're not being different for the sake of being different, but we're being different because the ideals of the world, the secular ideals, are not what the Lord wants. Some overlap, many don't. So, in many respects, our ideas, our way of living, is different. It has to be. Why? Because the Lord calls us to be. The Lord calls us to follow him. The Lord calls us to follow him. But the, the great thing about this change is like, this exterior and interior change, it's motivated by love for God. It's enabled by love for God. And it's oriented towards love for God. So it's all through him, with him, and in him. It's all for him. So it all has a purpose and a meaning. It all, it all has a value. It's never random. 
And the blessings then that we receive from that are experienced by us as individuals, by our families, and then by extension, by society as a whole. This has, like, this has a positive effect. We live Christian values, Christian virtues, and you'll see society flourish. But we deviate from them and you will see society collapse. So this, we need to get this right. You know, living, living that, that interior life with the Lord where, where he changes us from within. And then we're not the same. We're not the same as before our conversion or before we started praying. The Lord wants to renew us. He wants to give us life and life to the full. And he wants to prepare us then in this life for eternal life with him, eternal happiness. So his plan, I've said this a million times, so I have to keep saying it, I also have to keep saying it to myself, his plan works. His plan works. His plan for, his plan for you is the maximum of your happiness. His plan for you is the maximum of your happiness. So whatever you're carrying at the moment, whatever you're experiencing, be it joyful, be it sad or difficult, turn to the Lord. Turn, turn to the Lord that he may transform you. As St. Paul writes in Romans 12, do not be conformed to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that you may know the will of God. May the Lord bless us. May he transform us exteriorly and interiorly. Amen.